What do you say to people, namely usually white, who feel that Black History Month is unfair to them and those that ask where is White History Month? I no longer wish to engage in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for wasting my time <laughs> on, this, on this precious earth. Um, and yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, hola. Welcome back to another episode of The Coco Girls, episode 37. I am Daria. Hi, guys. Wow, 37. That's really, um, really something. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> Daria, how are you doing? What's good? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm also good. Um, yeah, man, life is just life in. Glad so, to hear you're sounding better from last week. <gasps> Honestly, when I was editing uh, last week, I was like, this woman sounds sick. I was like, this poor thing, she was out here recording when she should have been in her bed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm all better now. Okay, um, good. good. So I thought I'd run us through some UK news. Ready. Um, I would like to start off with UK sweetheart Matt Hancock. Um, <laughs> as we all love him so dearly. <laughs> so I just clocked what you said. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Sweetheart, man, I've got like, You're like, who? So, um, four months after he resigned from his cabinet post for breaking social distancing guidelines for uh, kissing, sexing, whatever you want to call it, a colleague. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, on the 12th of October, he tweeted, I'm honoured to be appointed United Nations Special Representative. I'll be working with the UN and the Economic Commission for Africa to help the African economic recovery from the pandemic and promote sustainable development. He was then congratulated by former cabinet colleagues, including Secretary Liz Truss and some others. Um, That was on 12th of October. On the 17th of October, it was reported that he um, had the job offer from the United Nations withdrawn. Um... (laughs) When I saw that, the level of laughter that came out of my mouth, I said, hmm, God, nah, sleep, Bridget. <laughs> you thought you were just going to roll up there, get your new job, be all right. No, Silly. Sir. They no. were like, yeet. I don't think so. <laughs> so um, he announced that he had been given a role, which apparently was unpaid. Don't know about that, but okay. Um, helping <laughs> Africa's <laughs> economy recover from COVID. Um, you can't because... even help your own economy. <laughs> Thank you. So leading figures across Africa and UK opposition parties had a lot of criticism. Um, Matt faced backlash on social media. Um, Some pointed out the fact that he recently had the highly critical report from MPs on how the UK handled the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. it seemed a bit silly, you know. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, the UK is um, recording close to 50,000 new COVID cases a day, meaning one of the worst daily infection rates in the world. 200 deaths per day. High as it's been for the last seven months. But don't worry, because Boris Johnson has a very close eye on the situation um, amid hospitalizations rising. Shit, I didn't even know that's how it was in the mm. UK at the moment. I don't watch the yeah, news man. at all, so I, I don't know what's happening. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Literally, here you are. Um, so what I thought was interesting was um, a director for the group Global Justice Now said that if Matt Hancock wanted to help African countries recover from the pandemic, he should have lobbied the Prime Minister to back a patent waiver on COVID-19 vaccines. 
Facts. If he'd done that, tens of millions of people could already have been vaccinated. Don't know why it was like a competition type thing. I mean, like, I do money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and finally, the last thing the African African continent needs is a failed British politician. This isn't the nineteenth century. Also, wasn't needed Ooh. then. But hey. <laughs> For real. So, yeah, sorry to anyone that was traumatised by the prospect of Matt Hancock having anything to do with Africa or Africa relations. Sadly, it was his time and it's not. Uh, Next, Jonathan Gullis, which I thought was Gallis at first, but it's not. Um, He's a Tory MP. Oh, uh, (laughs) Probably in his circle. Yeah, Yeah. this is what I'm saying. Boris Johnson is your lead man. Do you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, he claims teachers who use the phrase white privilege should be disciplined and reported to prevent the government's <laughs> counter-terrorism strategy. Let that sink in for a minute. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had some gin in my, in my mm, mouth at mm. the time, but... Yeah, you're gonna um, need it. I'm sorry, what? Counter-terrorism? Mm. For, mm, mm, mm. for naming facts? For talking about yes. white privilege? He says it's extremist language, so watch your mouth, yeah? <laughs> All right? Wait, what? Mm. So the Stoke-on-Trent North MP, a former teacher himself, which is terrifying oh, to think about, but we knew this. Um, he said that the phrase white privilege um, is used to describe unseen advantages for white people, for people with white skin, he said, okay, um, in a society where most other people are of the same ethnic background as them, sure, he said not only is it an extremist term, it provokes extremist ideologies. And he said it's racist to actually suggest everyone who's white is somehow riddled with privilege. I hear it here. So, yeah. Um, he warned there should be consequences for the woke left, teachers allowing a cancel culture to trickle into secondary schools. So all I can say is avoid his constituency area. Um, and yeah. That's Jonathan for you. Um, okay, so... Waste man. Absolute waste man. Very much so. A police officer uh, named oh Chris has been... It's not. This story is ridiculous and uh, it's going to make you angry at the same time. Chris was sacked after underpaying for Jaffa Cakes at a charity store. Um. <clears throat> so... I'll get into uh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he took two packets of Jaffa cakes from a police tuck shop without paying full price, and for that he's been sacked from the force. Right? Wait, he so paid... you get sacked for that? I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> With Jaffa cakes, you see how these British people are. <laughs> no, <laughs> they they value Jaffa cakes and dogs. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so he paid ten p for the treats at a charity confectionery store at Halifax Police Station. Um, they're meant to be worth one pound, and it was to raise money for a charity trip to Uganda. Um, oh God! It gets worse, oh right? God, oh God! So at first, man claimed he put five twenty p pieces into the tin, but then later he said he can't remember exactly how much he put in there. I was like, okay, you had specific things <laughs> you before. <rubbed> the <laughs> <laughs> so the panel uh, chairman said uh, the officer is solely to blame for his own conduct which was dishonest and of a criminal nature. Um, he says he's aware of like how small the amount is, but it's about honesty and his values do not fit with those of the organisation. <laughs> um, and I, I just thought it was very weird how he wasn't put on paid administrative leave, then put back on a desk duty with an increased salary. It's weird how the force care about this so much. I just thought it was fascinating. 
So yeah, man took his jaffa cakes and got fired. <clears throat> Um, I can't believe that. I just, I mean, I can believe it, but also I'm just like, you might not all go to hell. <laughs> like, for real? What the fuck? I you get for Jaffa cakes, but you could murder black people. You could murder Mark Duggan and be chilling out here. Can you imagine if you were like a black woman, like working in the in that police station, and you were like in, in the staff meeting, and they're like, yeah, so Chris has been fired. You stole the Jaffa cakes. You'd be like, my back foot. <laughs> was plant some jaffa cakes on these men and then they would like, that's what we need to start oh doing black gosh. people walk around with jaffa cakes plant them literally plant them. okay so some tv news um for the first time ever emmerdale cory eastenders and hollyoaks prepare for a crossover episode to help tackle climate change I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not a big Why? fan myself but I thought I would use this story to ask you which soap uh, do you think is or was most loved by the black British people? EastEnders. Yeah, I knew. I wanted to see you on, on the same wavelength, but yeah, fully. It has to be for the older generation. Yeah, they will watch yeah. a little Coronation Street in it. They yeah, will do yeah, it. Yeah. They will do it. They will do it. But EastEnders is ours. Like <laughs> staple. You, I feel like it was such like an iconic piece of secondary school history. Like. Ooh, Phil Mitchell and them. Ooh, always oh, always have some crush here. The Slater sisters. Oh my Maybe. goodness. Cat Slater. Wow. Pat, Pat Butcher. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what about um, Stacey? Sigma of a man and a man's dad. Ooh, reckless behaviour there. EastEnders is the one. Literally. Uh, so, okay, so more TV news. ITV mm. is launching a new reality TV show called Peckham's Finest. Have you heard about this? No, Peckham's Finest, what? The footballer. No, Peckham's finest. Oh, Peckham. Yeah, oh, this is a reality show, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will follow yeah. the drama and lives of local business owners, performers, and influencers. Why? Why are you lot putting a spotlight on Peckham? You lot are really going to make them come and gentrify the thing. <laughs> what the yep. fuck is wrong with everybody? You're really going to make them be like, oh, my God, Peckham, yes. Oh, yeah, Peckham, oh, my God, yeah. Mm. A little bit, little bit of culture. Sprinkle it in. Um, you look, you look could have done this, produced this yourself and just did it on a YouTube yeah, vibe well, or on your IGs. Like, what? Why do we need a whole show? That's an interesting point because the, um, the producer, no, the director, sorry, he was saying that he's looking forward to like, bringing like, diversity and showing different parts of the community. And he's just the same white man that's done, like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, uh, all these shows. And I'm just thinking, oh, like, I thought it was more of like a, a black-centric team, but hey, whatever. Um, the cast will include um, Queen Mojo. She's been a backup dancer for Lizzo. That's not her only attribute, but I'm just mentioning it. Um, oh, she, yeah, I've seen her stuff and things. Um, Mark Ashley Dupe, he's a radio producer. We've got a baker and business owner, Shanice, BMX competitor, Trey White is a model, personal trainer, boutique owner. Uh, models, the Flag Twins. I don't know them, but they seem to be quite no. well-known. Capital Extra DJ T-Short, and it's going to um, air on October 20th. Um, so, yeah, week. tune in if you like. Um, okay, let me see. couple more things. So, Jessie Nelson, ex-Little Mix Babe, um, she's been oh, blackfishing. Oh, Jessie. <laughs> you know what, yeah, I had... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. No, just quickly, I had my mum... 
a holler at me to be like, I've been learning about this black fishing thing. I didn't know oh, what yeah. this black I didn't know what this black fishing was. Oh yeah, I've been reading up on it. Mm. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, I wish they would call it racially ambiguous fishing though. Um but that's oh. not sketchy, is it? So um, <laughs> but yeah, Nicki Minaj is supporting Ness, uh, Jesse Nelson. They're in the same song, so I get it. Uh but um it's quite saddening to see. It's not surprising because for some reason Nikki's name is being brought up weekly now but she supports you know who so we don't really we're not surprised mm-hmm. but yeah Jesse Nelson sings about wanting a hood bad boy um and the whole song is just um it's just a watch you know um it's funny because Nicki Minaj had an issue with Miley Cyrus uh black fishing and culture appropriating black culture but now that she's on this song it's absolutely fine Oh, um, wait, did she? I didn't even know she had a problem with Miley Cyrus. So it was very yeah. interesting. Pick, pick and choose, eh? Pick and Literally. choose which, which times you need the press to be focused on something else, isn't it? Exactly. Nikki? And it was kind of sad to me as well because she was saying, like... She's basically bullying um, to her, like, however many followers um, the other Little Mix member that was uh, voicing her opinion about this whole thing. She was saying that, like, only a hater or a bitter person would have anything bad to say about this. Black women who are in their bag and mind of their business don't give a fuck about this. Um, it's whatever. Um, you know, saying that, like, she, uh, Nicki Minaj herself wears, like, blonde weave and all these things. And it's like, can we... Oh, my God. Stop? Nicki Minaj. But stop? this is my thing. You, I feel like you should just spit bars and shut your mouth. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> please, I beg, because what yeah. are you saying? Sad. Um, it's just, it's, it's not comparable. First of all, like, there's a thing called assimilation. Second of all, like, those that choose to do it for other reasons, like, they're not trying to pass for a white person and they will never be mistaken for one and they'll never profit off of white culture when we're, like, stop. You sound ridiculous. Um, next. Uh, BT, as in the phone company, has started a phone service to protect women walking home alone. Um, just getting a screenshot up with the info. Bear with me. British telecoms. Yeah. Them. Damn, where's my screenshot at? Hmm, this is in browsing. Okay. So users will be able to download a mobile app and enter their home address and other destinations they use regularly. Before setting off on their journey, they will start the app. It will um, give the expected journey time and track them via their phone's GPS. Um... And then if they don't arrive home or wherever in the in the said time, it will, um, or if they don't respond to the text, it will contact emergency services and notify the police. Alternatively, you can text eight 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 if you wish, like when you're on the app. Um, thoughts? That is very very mad. That women are going to be willing to let themselves be tracked by an mm-hmm. app. To protect themselves. Also, mm. why do women have to do all of this to protect themselves? I mean, I personally would not use this app because it's very wild. Like, I know Google's on my shit already, but... Mm. God damn. Couldn't agree what more. Um, so, yeah, I feel like... Uh, which police officers are you going to send to help me? Could I have a background check on them? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's valid, valid, bro. Valid. Um, also, it is a good thing inherently. I get the intentions are good. But um, there's a lot of focus on women as victims and I would like to also target men and boys mm. and their predatory behaviour and what we're doing about that. And and what, you know, what men can do if they notice that their friend has, I'll just say it, like, rapey tendencies. Like, like, like what are we doing about that? Um, 
but hey. Also, I don't know what it's called in the UK if it's the same term, but you know in America they talk about the blue wall of silence, like in the police, how like um, it's the informal the informal code where you don't snitch on your police buddies for things that they mm-hmm. do and all of that shit. And obviously it covers up like police brutality, sexual harassment, the list is disgusting and endless. I feel like targeting that would also be really, really helpful because a lot of male police officers, and I'm sure female police officers, are um, predatory and they must be stopped. Um, My final bit of news. In shocking news, um, the Met Police have decided to drop their investigation into Prince Andrew's sexual abuse allegations. I know we're all falling off our chairs, we cannot believe it. They have reviewed a document released in August 2021 as part of a US civil action which is related to his allegations and they have since decided to conclude the investigation and take no further action. So yeah, just thought I'd let you know. No so does that mean he can't even get extradited? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like he would get blocked at any point. Any point where there was justice and him, yeah. I feel like... <laughs> yeah. the, Queen's, the Queen's already said, whatever the bill is, I'll pay it. Do you know what I mean? With our money, of course. Fam, hellfires so... are waiting you, yeah? All of you, man. Hellfires are waiting you. But yeah, that's the news. Uh, thanks Thank for coming you. on the journey with me. I appreciate it because I don't get to hear the UK news. I don't watch it. I don't look out for it. So I come here. Lucky different you. Stories. Yeah, souls, 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 souls. Okay, so today, um, as this episode is dropping on Monday the 25th, we're going to... The dregs, about... the dregs of the month. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about Black History Month. Um, and just our thoughts uh, on such a month. I thought I'd kick it off by talking about the origins of oh, Black History Month. Take us there, take us there. Okay. So, Black History Month began as Negro History Week in 1926, um, just 61 years after the passing of the 13th Amendment to the US Constitution, which legally abolished slavery, um, which lasted three to four centuries. Anyway, uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, um, a black historian, founder of this Negro History Week, often called the father of black history, <clears throat> he um, wanted to spread word of contributions of black Americans, ensuring that their work was recognised and accounted for in the history books and narratives of mainstream American life. He chose February for the week-long celebration to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, which I did not know. I thought February was just given to the blacks as the shortest month of the year. I had no clue. So <laughs> I've seen that theory everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Woodson had actually hoped that um, time would come when Negro History Week would be unnecessary and people would willingly recognise the contributions of black Americans as a leg- legitimate and integral part of the history of the country. Um, uh, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, don't know how to word that. You know what I mean. Um, in the UK, the first Black History Month was in 1987. Um, I doubt that was like widespread for all schools. I'm just saying it was like you know first brought then. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I wanted to say as an intro. Thank you. Thank you for our little history lesson. Appreciate it. Yeah. 
Um, Black History Month is a scam. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask your initial thoughts. Mm. Um, no, I just think it's really, like, I understand the origins and I appreciate it, but, like, for it, the way that it's been co-opted by uh, white people, liberal white people who feel like doing as much as they can, that they possibly can during this one month or institutions using this one month to show up, show out, you know, pay black people to do things. Most of the time they reach out to black people, they don't even pay them for things or they're offering them nothing. Um, It's all very wild. It's all very performative. Um, Mm. I feel, sometimes I feel really sad that black people look forward to this month. Like I don't, I'm I'm guessing some people still do because I'm just like, our history is all day, every day. My uni actually does a thing where they celebrate black history every month of the year, which they started obviously in reaction to the murders of the murder of George Floyd, you know, all mm. these new initiatives coming out, which I find really interesting, I think is a better way to go for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sorry, I rambled. I went on no, you didn't ramble at all. I, I agree. It feels like a checkbox, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is, is what you're saying, which no one wants to feel like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think when I was younger, maybe like primary school, it felt... Um, exciting because you felt like you were being recognised and it was a chance to highlight um, like notable names in the community and I thought that was excellent because you know it just raised awareness and people never heard of such people right Uh, but now it's got to the point where um, yeah it just feels very much like tokenism Um, I thought I would just share something so my mom um, when I was preparing for this she was saying to me that when she was working because she was a deputy head teacher that during black history month her the head teacher of the school said to her um she thought she'd want to lead the assembly about the topic um and she was like um no thanks you could actually ask the history teacher to do that because it's history so maybe the white woman (laughs) should you know I mean like learn about it and then like I can definitely be there for guidance and, like, you know, like, to have my perspective, but she automatically assumed that she would head that and, like, that would be her role when it's... This is what kind of bothers me is that... uh, About even the title, I don't know what else you could call it, but Black History Month implies that it only affects black people Mm. and it's your little thing in the corner to worry about. Now... It's it's just your history. Exactly. with us. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, obviously, like... um, uh, if you're talking about Martin Luther King or, like, Rosa Parks, Frederick Douglass, I understand, like, that is... Uh, well, that's US history, but that is... Um, that's in the US, I mean, but that... Well, no, that, that even proves my point, then. What I was going to say is, like, for example, if you're in the UK teaching about Rosa Parks, right, of course that is US, that's not UK. However, when you confine things like slavery to just black history i'm like so who enslaved the people play, are you yeah <laughs> you played no role huh there was only exactly. these people that just got enslaved there was nobody enslaving them just magically sense. please see episode but, but, psychosis of whiteness i forgot what number it whiteness. was but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but what you're saying it it was really american-centric wasn't it the education that we got around black yeah. history which mm-hmm. is so um yeah, I think that for me personally, as a child, that made me feel even even less of a belonging, a sense of mm. belonging, because 
then you're doing a whole month for black history. I am black, but then none of these black people come from where I come from, my family yeah. comes from. So mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very much confusion. I mean, obviously I had my, I went to a supplementary school on Saturdays, isn't it? So I learned yeah. about Marcus Garvey, but otherwise at school it was like, what? Hmm. Speaking of school then, sense. what do you feel about, um, so I'm, I'm sure you've heard of black curriculum. Um, check them out online, blackcurriculum.com. They're like a grassroots social group um started a few years ago by Lavinia Stennett to address the lack of black history uh taught in UK schools um and they go around and they provide lessons and stuff which I think is great obviously I I personally think it should be in the curriculum already but this is a a, a needed necessary step and however interestingly um Wales will be the first UK nation to make teaching of black history as compulsory as of September 2022 um, they're gonna teach stories of Black, Asian, and minority ethnic people, which I think is commendable, depending on who is uh, behind that. I think it's interesting. Is it easier for them to learn because they don't have that much high populations of Black and ethnic minority people there? Is it hmm. easier then for them to adopt that into their curriculum because it's kind of like, oh, this is this exotic thing that we're learning I'm about. Dead. They, don't really, <laughs> they don't really interact with our community. Yeah. No, I, I'm just asking because I, I actually don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm but not I'm, sure. I'm just thinking, I don't know. Because um, they, they recently put up a statue of the first, their first black uh, head teacher. I think the person, yeah, they, they had like a statue of that. Um, I don't know. I often hear like things that aren't too shabby about Wales, but then I'm like, nah, I can't. People be are chill there though. They're match like they're actually just Just them and their sheep, like <laughs> Stop <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm sorry to any of the Welsh people. Kidding. Like, like, she disrespected the thing. Now Wales is really nice. Like I think it's because yeah. they got this they got more sea air and greenery, like them mm. and they're a bit um are more normal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My friend went uni there, um, and I used to visit her, and people were proper chill. Like, it was it was actually vibes, um, continuous vibes. See, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I, I was really pleased to hear about that. Um, I think it should be part of the curriculum. And do you have like, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think black history should be part of the curriculum. I'm just worried that like the curriculum itself needs a, a, an entire overhaul anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it should definitely be part of the curriculum can you expect the government or any any government who wants to continually oppress your people to implement that into their education system oh. I don't think so <laughs> you know it's like looking good is it it's, it's really not so um, having your own grassroots thing is the way forward I, mm. I, I that's not something I would like actively put my energy into fighting the government for do you get me because mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading an article where they were saying that teachings about black history are often very surface level. Um, Yeah, and it should actually be a constant effort. But an example they gave was um, for MLK's speech, uh, I Have a Dream, he states that civil rights um, devotees will never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. But that quote is rarely mentioned in his speech like when it's being taught about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so without like in-depth teachings like that educators are uh if they're white then they just feel comfortable kind of reporting on 
the, the safe bits, you know, and like um, not having to really deal with exactly the anti-terrorism that is um, mentioning white privilege. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that shit, man. Yeah. So, oh, wait, no, sorry, the terrorism that is mentioning white privilege, of course, my bad. But yeah, so I just feel like, like you said, if you don't have um, trustworthy educators, then, <laughs> you know, what can it's kind you of do? a dead end. Yeah, I, d- I think that even, um, I don't know if you want to talk more about like uh, how it's, maybe less about education and just how it's been, uh, it's such a business move for companies mm. now or... What, what do I want to say? How ca- capitalism basically just profits off of this whole month, essentially. This mm-hmm. whole, um, oh, let's get black people to do this. And I don't know how I feel about black people participating in it, if you know what I mean. Like, being booked mm. with things, doing things that... I remember when I did events or whatever, and when Black History Month would come around, you get lots of offers and stuff. The money was never mm. the money it should have been. But I, I remember sometimes yeah. feeling really conflicted, like... You're only do I this... do I dance for massa or yeah <laughs> like yeah fully yeah mm. I don't know what do you think about that what do you think about actually going for the money or or maybe taking a step back and being like mm, do I really want to perform like you're saying for master <laughs> yeah I I think it is a conflict um it, it just it just feels very much like tokenism and. Uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels like your culture has been used as a commodity. Like you're just being, it's being monetized, and so that they can look good for the masses. Um, and it's it's difficult because it's like, should you do it so that you get uh, your name out there and your black business out there, and mm. you can maybe inspire some young black kids to you know do whatever? Um, I think the way around it would be to pick the businesses that you feel are really doing it for the right reasons. So I remember um, there was this thing that some influencers did in the US, I don't know if there was one here as well, called um, like Pull Up or, or Show Out or something, where they asked like big businesses to show how many black people they had in positions of power. Um, oh, wow. And like, yeah, and like actually like they confronted them about it and um made them address like the salary gaps as well because a lot of influencers get paid black influencers get paid like a lot less than white counterparts as we know so i feel like if there's a business that you can really align with and you feel like is you know okay to whatever extent then i'd say yeah like it's good to do it because um yeah black people are are not paid right for their services and you don't want to continue to support that It's, it's similar to how like yeah. Um. LG. Uh, not LGBT. Like businesses will put up the rainbow flag. Like during Pride Month. The first of is it July? Yeah. And then August the is it June or July? I think it might be June. Okay. June. And then first of the next month, they're like, sorry, <laughs> death to you uh, all. Like, yeah, you know I mean? don't like, care anymore. You're on your own. Yeah. And <laughs> you then you find time. out. You find out behind closed doors they're donating to like um. Uh, movements that directly negatively impact people that are part of that community or do you know what I mean like their CEO is homophobic it's, it's like I feel like you got to find an organization that aligns with um your ideologies which is <laughs> what a tricky business you know like oh pride uh, month in the UK is in June okay pride month in the US is in October oh, okay okay interesting thank you mm-hmm. um but yeah. valid points. Very valid yeah. points, bro. I saw someone saying, like, uh, Black History Month makes it easier for people to support black businesses. 
to talk about black mental health. Um, these are like the positives mm-hmm. that I've seen. Like people yeah, want to yeah. be able to foster uh, better workplace cultures, and that this can help them to like evolve and change. Um, which I think is all positive things because I really want to. I, I do want to say that I think there are positive outcomes from this month. Oh, definitely. Um, I think even in terms of uh, in primary school, if I think back to my memories, hmm. knowing that all the black kids, we had something to be proud of that month, you know? Yeah. Like, I yeah. think even with little kids and them having the same kind of experience, I think that's nice. That Especially if they're not getting that kind of education at home where blackness is the cent- centre of everything you do and, yeah. who, and who you are and how you breathe and what, yeah. where you live, you know? Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up was, I don't know if you saw this, but London's tube map, um... Oh, they're adding a black history map, aren't they? Yeah, it was recreated to honour black people who shaped Very Britain. Much a stolen idea from Paris Noir, but okay. Okay. There's a black man who does that. <laughs> Already. Um, and but, he wasn't involved in this, um... Oh, no, in Paris, so yeah, but it's very interesting that now the UK is doing one oh, on that. Oh, Okay. okay. Yeah, but it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I hope it's not a white person who organised it and fully stole this. But it's not really still an idea, but like. No, I know what you mean. It is hard to say as well because like, is any idea? Well, no, that idea is that can definitely be traced back to to someone like you just said. Uh, basically, yeah, I'm not sure who started it, but they have. Um, it's a good idea though. All the stations have been uh, replaced by notable figures from pre-Tudor times to the present day. Mm. Um, they include the first black woman to serve in the Royal Navy, who disguised herself as a man called William Brown. Mm. Um, but there's quite a few names there that people may not have heard of, like in the mainstream black history, for example. Um, which I think is, is quite interesting. I actually love like all these things. Like I, I don't have any issue with them. I just want them to also be done alongside actual tangible change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. I don't know if you do you have like any anything ideal that you would want to see reparations yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like reparations I need you to cancel the global debt I need us all to be on a Sankara kind of vibe you know what I mean mm. Sankara kind of vibe like I need that's what I need I need these governments to get their fucking hands out of our countries like this is what I need from you man but you man yeah. are never gonna do this return all your jewels like just Fat off, fat off. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the fact that because when when we do talk about slavery, obviously, and you know we mentioned this figure before, but twenty million pounds was paid out to <sighs> slave owners as, as compensation. If you have the what they considered sense to do that, then it shouldn't be hard to wrap your mind around like the damage that's being caused by such an institution as slavery, which needs to be to be um, remedied because. Exactly. This is the thing as well about the history of British slavery. Yeah, <laughs> British slavery. Um, it's because when I was like looking more up about this as well, thousands of British families who grew up rich because of the slave trade, um, they don't have to think about these uncomfortable quote unquote histories um, because it's literally been like washed away. Like any like heritage mm-hmm. plaques. Um, on mm-hmm. on houses will be like say like West India merchants, um, or like they'll use the ter- terms like West India planter. Mm. Um, biographies will celebrate um, notable British people, um, and anything about slavery will just be like a footnote. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's very yeah, like I feel yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like they don't have to live with the ramifications. Their privilege allows them to just keep on going. A privilege that profit from all of that hard work and labor, and we're out here dealing with the systematic Mm. implications of what their fucking ancestors did. I feel like it should be not only reparations, but a lot of um, programs that target black communities specifically to help them uh, to prosper. Like, and it shouldn't all be done by like grassroots organizations or Stormzy. Like, (laughs) and big up Stormzy, but like, my gosh, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I'm just seeing. Oh, Uh, Oh, so yeah, something interesting. So I mentioned the positives now, so I feel I can discuss this a little bit. Don't know if you heard about a secondary school called Townley Grammar School in... I have not. Bexley Heath. So don't send your kid there. Um, oh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> send my kid to any school in England. <laughs> so for me, I feel like Black History Month um, can also be people using October as an opportunity to disrespect us even more. Which oh, although God. I don't, Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it really feels that way sometimes. For example, um, this particular school, they they have decided that instead of celebrating black people, they want to focus on inclusion. So that means um, LGBTQ people, white people and Asian people um, need to be included in the month of October um, of Black History Month which many uh, parents have said is actually counterproductive and harmful, which I would agree. Also, are there not black people who are LGBTQ members of that community? Intersectionality. Um, <laughs> what? Say what's happening? Now. Black people are only heroes. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Didn't you know? Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, they said this month we will aim to pronounce everyone's names correctly. I am finished. Mm. Yo, who had the energy to write that in a statement? Who? What white woman? <laughs> what you white know, woman? it's it's actually like, I can't believe that they, that was even said. Like, it's just, it's kind of like your man being like, this year I won't cheat. It's just like, <laughs> you can just leave, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, they've had many issues in the past. Like, um... Uh, one of their staff members commented on Twitter about uh, Stormzy's Cambridge scheme saying, God help us. They also had students take on a project that entailed them planning how they would best market and sell their black classmates as slaves. Whoa, what? They said that one student, a black student who performed Nicki Minaj, uh, the Flaw- Flawless remix, they said that she had an unhealthy obsession with gang related music. Um, they've gaslit black students about police brutality, denying stats and figures. How is the school open? I know. Also, because Offset consistently rates them as excellent. Oh, of course they fucking do, man. Yeah. And I'm guessing any black students there are going because that's what they got out of all their choices. Yeah, and those black students that do speak up about it, they get um, punished disproportionately, so they'll have their phones taken away, they'll get detention more. Uh, that's cool, honestly. Like things, bad things are happening. That sounds traumatic, bruv. And when but... things like that happen in October, although I'm not like the Black History Month spokesperson, it it does get me more. I'm just like, you chose this month. Hmm. 
Interesting. Of all holy months. Of all the holy months. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> My sacred one. <laughs> who who told you that was okay? Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we can agree that it's just like, you can do, so much more needs to be done. And, and the sad thing is the government already know that. Do you know what I mean? But they're going to give us like our Take, take our these crumbs. And our take statues, these crumbs. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, that's easier. It's, it's like easier than returning your our diamonds, obviously. And taking your fucking hands out of our resources as well, you fucking cunts. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What um I've got a couple of questions for you. What do you say to people, namely usually white, who feel that Black History Month is unfair to them, and those that ask where is White History Month? I no longer wish to engage in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for wasting my time <laughs> on this precious earth. Um, and yeah, goodbye. how are you responding um white history is every day all day every day (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean like you can that's every day so that is literally my only response there i would say you pick the wrong one (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah please see diary response um, my, my other question was you kind of touched on this earlier actually but some black people say that um they don't need a month because hello they're black every day facts or um, facts mm-hmm, <laughs> Not- mm-hmm. so um and as you said your, your uni has a great system where they celebrate it every month um and that yeah. that recognition does is important it should be there um throughout the year um do you do you think more institutions should strive to do that whether it's like business or educational or do you think like we're still in the stage where a month is needed as like a stepping stone like like, like what do you think fam fuck this stepping stone <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to be so busy here and i, don't I know you are like, like, fuck I'm, it. <laughs> I'm just i'm very conscious of like giving making more more of an effort like any institution deciding that maybe we'll, we'll start talking about Black History Month every month, but it's just like, I'm sorry, how many of your black students end up dropping out? Like, mm. how, how do you support your black students? Like, it's all good and well, these School to even, prison pipeline. Yeah. This episode. Fam, like, even if we adopt these things where it's like, yeah, we, we talk about black history every month. I mean... Mm. Yes, it might. It might impact a few people, but I don't. I don't know if it's going to be making the changes that we need. And then I'm just like, oh, where do we yeah. start with the changes we need? But you man don't. You lot don't have conscience. A conscience, but you lot don't have a conscience. Yeah. We're waiting for you to have a conscience for so long. They keep using like token black MPs to be like, well, this man doesn't care about racism or Fam, uh, discrimination. The... So why do you people care? Why do you brokies care so much? <laughs> like... <laughs> Fam, these are fully these are these are black people who call themselves Tories. Like, are you yeah. is it crack? Like, what is this crack that you smoke? What kind oh, of oxymoron man. is this, bruv? Black Tory, please, I beg. Man, I'm it's, it's so sad. And do, do you know what, though? To to highlight that, I 
I do support the idea that being black doesn't mean you have to support one political ideology. It doesn't mean you have to be one way. Like, we're not a monolith. We have diversity and variation within us. We all think differently. You can like any kind of music you want. You can like any kind of um, fashion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's not one way mm-hmm. to be black. However, the However. problem... However. <laughs> However. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the problem with the conservatives is that they have openly being racist, openly be judgmental to black communities. So in order to be a Tory, you have to overlook those things. And it's like people who say things like, oh, aside from the racism, like I'm all good. It's like, no, no, there's no aside from the racism. And, and I understand that there's still racism in other parties. I get that. But, and, and then I understand those who are like, fine, I'm not part of it then. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, do you know what this reminds me of? You know, um, I don't know if you've watched it yet. No spoilers, but you on Netflix, yeah? Oh, I've definitely <laughs> watched it all already. Okay. Like People keep saying, aside from all the murders, I love Joe. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Yo, fully, that series... Sometimes, you know when you start to feel sorry for a character and then you're like, hold on a, yeah. hold on a minute. Yeah. He's such a good actor. <laughs> Uh, that he's brilliant. actually made us like feel a way for a serial killer. I've watched his interviews as well, and he's like, "We've done it in a way that you feel empathy for this man, but like, guys, it's not okay." <laughs> like, everybody's sick in their head. Like, <laughs> literally. But yeah, man, that's that's all I had to say. Um, yeah, that was a lovely way to finish off the black <laughs> history about you and social mm-hmm. and psychopaths i mean yeah oh but you know what this actually ties into it a little bit so one interview i watched with him he said that why so it was one of the uh nightly saturday night shows whatever asking him why do you think people do empathize with this with this character and he said well it's easier for an audience looking at someone who looks like me with the color of my skin uh my gender uh and my class all these things and to look and make excuses for him and justify his actions sometimes. Whereas if it was someone else, it wouldn't be so easy. And I said, yes. Um, I think oh, Pen. he dropped that. Yes, Pen. Do you know Boom. what I mean? Like, I appreciate Boom. it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was uh, quite... He liked that. Yeah, his it's important to say. They, they woke, woke white people, the ones that... Mm. His wife's a doula, actually. She never used oh, to really? come mad money. She comes from Ooh. money, Bridget. But she's my children. a <laughs> um, in Jesus name amen <laughs> love it alright cool um, do you have any big ups apart from blackcurriculum.com if you want to check it out oh, that's a great big up no I don't I don't have any big ups I have one more um, yeah so change please uh, you can go see them on changeplease.org they are funding two revamped London buses uh, which will offer homeless people medical help, haircuts, showers, um, accommodation advice, all in one place. Um, the launch coincided with World Homeless Day, which is which was October 12th. <laughs> mm. um, the bus will run six days a week over the next two years for a minimum. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it's funded by Change Please. Um, they have coffee businesses, uh, which trains homeless people as, um, I'm going to say barristers, uh, baristas, um, and they hope to have a third third bus as well, which will focus on mental health care and um, things like that. So you can go and donate on their website and, and look more into that. Um, so yeah, that's nice. Yes. Um, what made you happy this week, Bay? 
Uh, yo, I did a cheeky trip to Rotterdam. Oh, did ya? Sort of in a story, but I might act surprised though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cheeky trip to Rotterdam with some 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 good people, some good vibes. Like, it was nice. nice. It was nice. What about you? What made you happy this week? Um, I don't have one this week, guys. But I'm generally I'm generally okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Did you buy some chips and they were good? I don't know. They were sorted perfectly. I don't know. Did you get mm. petrol for the car? Um, yes, I finally got petrol. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we literally move. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Big up to um, BP. <laughs> I mean, no, we don't really want to do that. Yeah, no, we don't do that because um, fuel is a problem and you lot are uh, fueling a, a capitalist uh, nonsense. No pun intended. But, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. See thank you, thank you. Week. Take care. Bye, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you.